welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. This week is my birthday week, so I'm recording this the night before my birthday. It's 10.30 and I'm out in my shed in the garden. I better get recording and get to bed ready for my birthday tomorrow. I hope you all have a lovely week and thanks for tuning in this week. Let's begin with our first question, which is a super interesting one from Rosanna. Over to you, Rosanna. Hi, my name is Rosanna and I'm seven years old. I like gymnastics, walking my dog, and my question is, why do dogs pant? Bye, Molly. Hi, Rosanna. Thank you for sending me such a good question. Why do dogs pant? That's a funny thing they do, isn't it? Isn't it funny when your dog sticks out its tongue and makes panting sounds, and sometimes they even dribble all over the floor? So why do they do it? Well, I thought I'd ask my friends over at Crufts to help me answer this question. Crufts is an international dog show, and it's one of the most renowned dog shows in the world. Crufts sent over their dog health expert, called Nick Sutton, to answer this excellent question about dogs panting. Over to Nick. Hi Rosanna, I'm Nick, and thanks for your awesome question. Or, since we're talking about dogs, should I say, pawsome question? Dogs pant for several different reasons, and why they pant really depends on what they're doing. Your dog might pant if they're hot, if they've been running around, if they're happy, excited or scared, or sometimes they might pant if they're unwell. One of the most common reasons that you might see your dog panting is because it helps to keep them cool, especially when it's warm or they've been exercising. I think you mentioned you like gymnastics. Well, when you've been doing lots of tumbles and spins, particularly on a hot summer's day, then you sweat to help cool you down. But have you ever seen a sweaty dog? Well, personally, I've never seen a sweaty schnauzer, a dripping Dalmatian, or a poodle in a puddle of perspiration. And that's because dogs don't sweat a lot like we do. Instead, they only really sweat from the pads on the bottoms of their paws. That's why you might see the little paw prints when they walk around on a hot day. Or you might see paw-shaped sweat marks on the vet's table when they're getting a checkup and they're feeling a bit nervous. Sweating from these small areas isn't enough to cool them down, especially when they're covered in fur. So instead they use the best tool that's available to them, and that's panting. Panting might not be as good as sweating, but it's still a really useful way for them to cool down. The heat from their body warms up the air in their lungs, and as they pant, they breathe out the heated air and suck in cooler air from outside their bodies. Doing this quickly over and over again helps them to get rid of their body heat. When your dog pants, you may have also noticed they stick out their tongue. Well, they're not doing this to be rude or cheeky, but instead they're doing it to help the water from their mouths evaporate, which pulls heat away from their body. This helps to get rid of any excess heat, but also loses quite a bit of water too. So if your dog is hot and panting, then it's important to ask a grown-up to help to check that they have plenty of water to keep them hydrated. As well as helping them to cool down, dogs often pant to show how they feel. So your dog might pant when you give them a long scratch behind their ear or when you're playing with them, and that's to show you that they're feeling happy. But they also pant if they're feeling worried or scared, like if there's a thunderstorm or if they're nervous about going to the vets. 
If your dog is panting, then it can sometimes be a bit confusing to know what it means. But you know your dog best, and you can probably tell how they're feeling from what their body is doing. If they're happy or excited at panting, then they may also be wagging their tails or have a twinkly little smile in their eyes. But if they're worried or scared, then sometimes it might be a bit more difficult to notice. You see, dogs yawn if they're tired and they lick their lips when they're feeling hungry, but they might also do both of those things when they're feeling upset too. So if your dog is panting and yawning and licking their lips, or if they're shaking or walking backwards and forwards, then they might not be feeling so happy. One of the times that dogs get most scared is when they hear fireworks, and it's thought that nearly half of dogs are afraid of them. So if there are firework celebrations like Bonfire Night, Diwali or New Year's, and you hear bangs and whizzes going off, and your dog is panting, then as well as doing things to help make them feel safe and calm, you can also top up their water bottle. All that worrying can be thirsty work, and giving them water helps them to replace anything they've lost from panting. As well as panting when they're feeling scared or worried, some dogs might pant a lot if they're not feeling well. So if your dog starts to pant a lot and they don't seem to be quite right or if they're sick, then always tell a grown-up straight away. Well, I hope that answers your question, Rosanna, and that now every time you hear your dog panting when you're giving them lots of strokes, you can know that you're making them very happy. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much, Nick, for your wonderful answer about why dogs pant. It is great to know all the different reasons and now to be able to make sure our dogs are happy and healthy because they do light up our life, don't they? I don't have a dog, but I used to often hang out with one in a Welsh cottage and his name was Higgins. And up the road, there was another Welsh one called Bryn, which is Welsh for mountain, apparently. I also used to have dogs a lot when I was little. I had one called Otto, I had one called Flopsy, uh, and they were excellent. So yes, thank you, Rosanna, for sending in your question, and I hope that answers it. And now for our second question, which is also about dogs. It comes from Aurora, who lives in Kenya. I love Kenya. I've been to Kenya to visit my friend Feather, who often listens to this podcast with her two children. She lives in a place in Kenya called Lycipia. Have you been there, Aurora? I bet you have. Over to Aurora. Hello, my name is Aurora and I'm six years old. I live in Kenya and I like dogs. My question is, why do dogs have fur? Thank you, Aurora, for that wonderful question. Mm, dogs are just so cuddly and soft, aren't they? I wonder where all that fur comes from and what it's for. Well, many, many thousands of years ago, dogs didn't exist. Instead, there were wolves. The dogs we know and love today are all descendants of wolves. Their wolf ancestors and dogs today have fur for the same reasons that lots of animals have fur. Fur helps keep animals warm and it protects their skin. Today, there are hundreds of different breeds of dogs and lots of them have different types of fur. Most dogs have two types of fur on their bodies. They have an undercoat, which is closest to the skin and grows in little clusters of several hairs coming from the same follicle. The undercoat has a soft texture and it's really good at keeping the dogs warm when it's cold outside. And then most dogs have a second layer of hair called the guard hairs. And these are thicker and harder and longer. They help protect the dog from scratches and cuts. And they also give the dog some insulation, kind of like wearing a big thick jacket. Some dogs have more or less of these types of coat and that creates different feeling fur. 
For example, poodles don't have a double coat, they just have one dense coat of curly hair. Yorkshire Terriers also only have one coat of hair, they don't have an undercoat, but instead they just have a silky coat. Yorkshire Terrier coats can just keep on growing unless you trim them, and they can end up with long hair like humans can if we don't cut our hair. Other dogs like Border Collies have the classic inner and outer coat called a double coat. Dogs which are native to cold climates are more likely to have thick double coats to keep them warm, like huskies. And when you see dogs like these in hot countries or on hot days, what do we see them do? Yes, you guessed it. When they get hot, these dogs like to pant to cool down. I hope they'll answer your question, Aurora, and thank you so much for sending it in. Do you have a dog? Now, we've learnt a lot about dogs today, haven't we? So our next question is about a dog's worst enemy, or sometimes it's quite a good friend. I had a dog and a cat, and they got along kind of well. They used to like to sleep together in the same dog bed. Or push the dog out, anyway. Anyway, this question about cats comes from Hannah. Over to Hannah. I'm called Hannah and I'm five. I love swimming and craft. I want to ask you if a cat or kitten can climb halfway up a redwood tree, a quarter of redwood tree, or uh, or the, to the top of a redwood tree. Bye. Hello Hannah. Well thank you for that great question. It's a most puzzling one. Well I know that cats can climb trees and I know that redwoods are some of the tallest trees in the world. I wonder how far up that redwood tree a cat could get. Well redwood trees are beautiful giant trees that can grow over a hundred meters tall. That is taller than the top of the Statue of Liberty and the Tower of Westminster, better known as Big Ben. The tallest tree in the world is a redwood named Hyperion, which reaches 116 metres, and it is still growing. Although cats are amazing climbers, they can't climb all the way up a redwood. No cat could make it to the top of Hyperion, the tallest redwood in the world. So how far can cats climb? Well, cats can climb to around 50 metres up a tree. So that's about halfway up your average redwood tree. Cats are really good at climbing trees because they have extendable claws that can grip onto a tree trunk and then they use their back legs to push themselves forwards. It's really easy for cats to climb trees, but once they're up high, they find it really hard to get back down as they have trouble coordinating, which means like moving at the same time, their front and back feet when going backwards. That is why cats often get stuck in trees because they climb all the way up and then they don't know how to get back down. Firemen are well known for rescuing cats from trees, but there are two brothers in Seattle, in America, who have made rescuing cats from trees their job. They run a company called Canopy Cats, and over the last 10 years they've rescued 3,000 cats from trees. Though I suspect some of those rescues were of the same silly cat. Their highest rescue ever was 53 metres. 
that it wasn't up a redwood tree, but it could have been. However, cats have an amazing ability to fall from heights. They always land on their feet. So if a cat falls from a tree, it will quickly rotate its body so that it lands on its feet and isn't hurt. If a cat climbed a whole 50 meters up a redwood tree, it would not be safe for it to jump out. Cats can only safely fall from about 20 meters up. Well, there you go. Aren't cats amazing? I guess that's why they say they have nine lives. I hope that answers your question, Hannah, and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's all the dogs and cats we've got for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Nick Sutton from Crafts for his wonderful answer about dogs panting. And a big thank you to Rosanna, Aurora and Hannah for this week's questions. Remember, if you have a question you would like answered on the show or in the new book, just record yourself saying your name, your age and your question. Oh, and tell me the country you live in. You can do it as a video or as a voice recording on your grown-up's phone. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And then send me your question to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. You can find out more info about that at my website, mollyoldfield.com. There's a page about the podcast and the new book. For now, make sure you get a copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year for Christmas for all of your friends. It really is a great present. I'm not just saying that. And I can send you a bookmark with a little message for you or your friend if you email me and ask me to send you one and give me your address. I think you're going to love it if you haven't already got it. I'm sure you have. Have a wonderful week filled with lots and lots of fun. And let's hope it doesn't rain cats and dogs. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Now I'm off to bed to get ready for my birthday. Goodbye! <laughs>